What it is, what is good, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And I'm here with you with episode nine from season three of Gaming Vessels Podcast. usual i'm not in the digital studio by myself we've got along with me the bay area terror himself des what's going on brother not much everybody uh just happy to be here happy to talk about comment uh sorry wrong podcast <laughs> happy to talk about video games i do another podcast uh called the geek chat where we talk about comics so um all of my hobbies are are now in audio form so so very happy to be here talking about video games with all of you i cannot wait to talk about some video games that i've been playing you know but but yeah a lot of stuff has been going on um so I'm excited, like super excited to talk about this. Yay! <laughs> right, and we've and of course we've also got Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Not much, man. Like Desmond, I'm glad to be here. This is the my favorite podcast of the two slash three I'm on. So <laughs> I, I, this this is my. Uh, labor of love out of all the other shows I am on. So, so. the other ones are just chores, right? <laughs> oh, no. No. It's getting heated no. up in here. <laughs> no, but, you know, you know. You, Shade! Why do you, you even have to brothers? bring it up? You want my brothers. Well, if you're going if, if to bring it up, you might as well talk about it. So what, that yeah. put everyone on. Plug. Yeah, plug it. No, no. Plug it. Oh, plug other it. two. Uh, well, I'm also on Gamer Husbands, of course. If you listen to this from the Gamer Husbands radio podcast, of course, you know I am always there most weeks, <laughs> plugging away uh, at everything, my viewpoints of gaming on that show with Rick and Sam and sometimes Chris on the show. And then also, I'm working on another show with Chris and my friend Nick. On there called uh, VG Time Masters, which is going to be like kind of a bent. Uh, Chris is kind of like the uh, modern day gamer who refuses to play old school cool games. Um, I'm the guy that plays everything and then some. And then Nick is the stubborn donkey that refuses to play anything but old stuff. So basically, it's like <laughs> the show is supposed to be kind of covering like modern games in between and retro as well. So that's what the angle of the show is all about. So and then basically every week uh, we are going to be looking at, you know, just usual news, what we've been playing kind of thing. But we'll be featuring like one game per show that one of us brings to the table that will hopefully open the eyes of the other two hosts. So we'll, wow, nice. we'll, we'll, we'll have to. That's an interesting angle. I like that. Yeah, so we'll be playing. It's not going to be. We're thinking about later, maybe even putting it up on Twitch or um, some sort of video form. But right now, it's going to just be an audio form at the moment. So, and then it's just going to, you know, the game segments on each show is going to be around like fifteen to twenty minutes, where we cover the background of the game, what it's about, and kind of giving live impressions while the other two hosts (laughs) play the game at the same time. So. So it's just kind of kind of a unique thing. Just talk about the history of the game, uh, kind of play the game along. And, of course, obviously, we are not uh, – no video yet. But, uh, you know, whoever is describing the game would be able to describe the action. And, obviously, live impressions in studio. So 
Okay. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we'll be recording this live in the same room together. Imagine Ooh. that. Imagine that. <laughs> Ooh, sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. so when are you gonna be? Uh, when are you gonna be putting it out? Uh, next, we recorded a pilot episode, but we're gonna be working on our first proper episode in two weeks. So, oh, cool. So, well, so. look for it. Look for it on your all your normal and regular uh, podcasting platforms. And uh, yes, congratulations, Joe. I'm excited. Oh boy, yes, I am. But obviously, gaming vessels. You know, since you're listening to this, you know, it's just. I love podcasting with you, Kev, and you, Desmond, because, you know, you're both long, long time friends. And so, you know, I feel that you know, on this show, it's like we get to go more in depth in things uh, that we all three care about, you know, versus, you know, this, each, each show kind of brings its different flavor on there. So, you know, I know gamer husbands, you know, Kevin, when you were on the show, tends to be more skewed towards Xbox and tends to be more skewed towards just modern gaming, you know, so it's just good that uh, we have different angles and different outlets, you know, it's like, well, it tends know. to be skewed more toward Fortnite. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> we're not lying, buddy. You are yeah. not lying. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm just flying, just playing with those cats over there, you know, they're good yeah. people, they're good people. Yeah, for sure, Zeus. Yeah. And what else I've been up to? Uh, just still like in like a freaking broken record. I'm getting still working on getting settled in. I bought a new gaming PC a couple of days ago on clearance. You know, I'm sitting here like Mr. Wheel and Dealing. So uh, saw a good rig at all of the places Walmart, the hot hot bevy of of, of desktops and laptops. <laughs> but <laughs> no. Well, let's hear the stats. Let's hear the yeah, specs. What's going on? What you got, uh, bro? Yeah. It's a HP Omen, which has an i7-6660 inside with a GeForce 1070, 16 gigs of RAM, and uh, SSD and regular hard drive configurations. Got that for a hot 650 U.S. American dollars. (laughs) That's a good deal. Yeah, I saw that. And granted, this is the same desktop I, I drove like 35 miles out of town to go to a Walmart in Hanford to try to get score this one for Desmond for 300 bucks <laughs> back during the summer. Cause I know you talked about wanting to do a gaming PC and uh, I still want to just need to do it. Yeah. Um, well, I'll have an extra PC now. So you never know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <sighs> we'll talk yeah, offline that's, about that's that. That's pretty Jeff. much what mine is, man. It's, um, yeah, I, I think my my I, my I think my CPU is just has a slightly base a slightly higher base clock speed. I've got a seven eight hundred K, but uh, other than that, is it's pretty much what I'm I'm running that that ten seventy and that ten seventy can do four um, K thirty I think. Um, I should be able to run most games in ultra. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I run everything in ultra. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, but so. I and I'm on I'm on a 1080p plasma, so uh, it's it's done me it's done me real solid. Uh, I I almost went a little bit below, like looking at like a 1060, but I I don't know. I I think that 1070 has you know, a lot of people consider would consider it overkill for 1080p, but um, I I I've been really happy with it. I've been really happy with it. I think the only thing that I'm I haven't been happy with is just been going with the form factor I chose. 
so if I ever do this again, uh, I'm definitely going to roll with a uh, mid or standard tower instead of a uh, uh, micro mini or either thing I call it mini or micro ATX form factor like I have now. It's just a uh, um, little bit easier on the airflow when uh, the weather gets a little bit warmer. Mm. I think it would be better for a, a, a bigger tower. Uh, than the one I have, but but yeah, man, congrats. Have you uh, have you spooled it up yet? Uh, no, I was gonna do it after the show or like sometime this weekend. So, so you know, I'm still running off my beautiful old Eleanor X51 with my GeForce 960, which uh, you know, truth be told, I even though I got upgraded to a 960, I did not really put it through its paces but uh i know looking at the stats of everything that uh, the the rig i just bought is about twice as powerful as this uh cpu and gpu combo i have so i'm looking forward to diving in especially for 650 not too bad so that's a good deal man that's a real good deal yeah really is i'm i'm sad you want you want me to check right now you have a spare 650 (laughs) dollars No, I do not. So don't worry about it. <laughs> so congratulations though on the, the new PC. Mm-hmm. So Des, what you uh, well, or Des, what have you been playing, man? What you been into? So for this week, uh, I have been playing. Um, well, don't laugh, but I've been playing uh, Technomancer. Uh, there's a sale going on right now on uh, PSN, and I bought Technomancer to try to see how that game was. I I bought it a while ago, you know, uh, at GameStop for I think it was like maybe seventeen dollars on like a buy two get one free. Thing, and I was just like, okay, well, it looks fun. Let's see it. And I read a couple of reviews, and it's like, if you can buy it at a deep discount, you should probably check it out. So I was like, okay. Uh, but I just kind of sat on my shelf, and um, uh, Black Friday came around, and those trade-in deals at GameStop came in, and it was one of those casualties. Sorry. <laughs> so I was just trying to get all all my credit. So it was one of the casualties, and so it was on sale. It's on sale right now for like ten bucks, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll try it. And uh, so that's the game that I've been playing mostly is that one um most recently but before that i was playing fists of the north star and that game is just amazing and i'm i'm gonna go back to that um i'm kind of bouncing back and forth between um fists of the north star uh technomancer and then the new spider-man dlc came out so i've been playing that as well i know it's not super long so i've been trying to kind of milk it a little bit for for what it's worth um but I swear to you, Kevin, just, and I know, because I'm speaking to Kevin specifically because I know you played it a lot more than Joe, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was like riding a bike, people. It's like I got back in the, 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 the fluidity of the controls and how Spider Man, um, how his gameplay, the gameplay is on that game. It just, it was literally like my muscle movements just came back and I was playing it like, like I had missed a beat, like that. And that's a really good testament to game design when 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 you play a game and you unlock everything and a game that has a lot of move sets and and how they all work together if you're able to put that down take about a about you know a good two or three weeks or longer and then come back to it and and remember everything that you do 
it's amazing. You know that that just shows that the buttons were the mapping of the buttons was great. Um, how how everything flows into each other, the reaction, the reaction animations. It just like it literally was no uh, learning curve to get back into it, and I just I, I, I love it. And actually seeing an actual other other. Um, character of Felicia Harding was just uh, the black cat was just was just great although I I'm she looks more more techy her costume looks a little bit more techy in her hair I don't really don't like her hair uh, and so something <laughs> about her costume just didn't really sit well in this in this iteration I don't know it's, it's a little bit too tech uh, but anyway I, I thought it looks great and the game plays beautifully so so those are the those are the main games and then, and then I, I posted on Twitter. I posted on Twitter uh, a meme of that Godfather. You know, if I'm saying, you know, you know, just when I think I'm out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> so, so a couple, so like a couple days ago, uh, earlier this week, actually, maybe a little, maybe a little, few, few more days before that. Anyway, I, I get a, I get a, a text or a tweet from Joe, and he's like, hey. You know, all it was was just like, check this out. And it's the Destiny Forsaken Legacy Collection or whatever it's called for like 30 bucks. And I was like, Ugh. you know, it has, it has, it has the Warmind <laughs> DLC, which I didn't buy. It has it has the Forsaken and all the stuff. And I was just like, fine. So I bought it and I loaded it up and I started playing it. And again, uh, talk all the shit you want about Destiny. Like it's a it's a fun game and I talk shit about it too and just again another another thing in which um I hadn't played that game in months and I went back to it and and the fluidity and the button control and everything in there was just back and I thought oh I'm I'm you know like I'm not gonna be well I'm gonna I'm gonna be missing my shots and I missed a couple but but really it was like playing the game felt like riding a bike now i don't know what i i don't know what to do in this game because i missed a lot of stuff but <laughs> that's one of the things you open up the director and you're kind of like you know go here and go there and i'm just like okay so just trying to find out where to go in it like i was kind of like oh but it did feel it did feel good playing you know playing with some friends and uh that i haven't played with in a while so yeah talk mm-hmm. again talk what you want about destiny but but the community is there and and like a lot of our friends, a lot of our clan members, a lot of our listeners play Destiny, and we play with them. So it, it was good. It was good to go back there and play with them. So you know, Jason popped in a group, a group, and Search and Fire, and and played with us for a while. So it's like, mm, you know, we're probably gonna play this. We're probably gonna play it after after we're finished recording this too. So you know, talk what you will, but Destiny is a pretty good game. So that's kind of what I've been playing. I've uh, been bouncing around quite a bit. Um, I know the big hotness is um, Red Dead Redemption, and I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna kick it over to Joe because I want to see if he actually picked it up, and you know, because I know he usually picks up picks up the new hotness. But did did you pick it up, Joe? And are you are you gonna be playing it, or have you been playing Destiny with me? Well, you're Destiny with me, I know, but it's good to kind of like you know kick it to somebody else. So, so Joe, what's been going on with you and your playlist? Yeah. Uh, playlist the last two weeks, um, mainly just uh, getting into Destiny 2 and Festival of the Lost. Uh, answer to your question, though, no, I did not buy Red Dead 2 like everyone what? else did uh, yesterday, and I will not be buying it uh, for any particular time Why? in question. Is I, it another just, Spider-Man I ha- thing? I have not played 
Red Dead 1 all that much. I have never played it. I do own it. I am intending on going back on my Xbox One X, booting that baby up and playing the single player and getting into that first on there. And then from there, obviously uh, Red Dead 2 is not a game that I will not have trouble finding <laughs> at some Definitely point not. if I don't buy it. Uh, this weekend so i i to me I, i'm not there i mean i understand that fans of the series have just been waiting for this game to come out i know it's polished beyond compare on there i don't want to punish the people that had to work you know 90 hours a week of crunch to try to get this thing out because <laughs> i know a lot of their bonuses are tied to sales and and reviews probably but at the same time i can't support every developer and every Dude, it's rockstar they, they ain't missing your money bruh I definitely they ain't not. missing your money, bruh. This, this, this is, this is, this is Rockstar. A, they know what they're doing, and they those people getting paid. Yeah, it's not for a lack of excitement for the game. It's just more of knowing that, uh, you know, if I buy it right now, it's going to be one more onto the pile, basically. And I don't want to do that, you know, so. So I got stuff to play. I'll probably be talking about more in the in the weeks and months to come uh, that I won't be uh, chasing the uh, the new hotness that much. You know, I will dabble with the games I'm really, really into. But at the same time, I'm going to play Red Dead 1 and try to finish it first. And I'll be playing it on Xbox One X uh, once Red, if I am able to get a good copy of Red Dead 2 eventually. So... Oh, no, give me a good avenue. Plus, I know Red Dead Online's not coming out in the next month. I don't know if playing this game online is like my end-all, be-all. You know, either of you two thinking about Red Dead Online at all as, as being a reason why to jump into the game right now versus later, or no, not for, well, for, not for me. Um, I played Red Dead on 360 last gen, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I won't be getting Red Dead 2 for completely different reasons. I found out some things that I will not mention on the show because they are major spoilers um, that I don't like at all, at all. In fact, if I'd have gotten to that point and that scenario actually happened, I would have taken the game back, uninstalled, uninstalled it, taken the game back, and been ticked off that I wasted 60 bucks. So... I get that they're, um, you know, that it's very detailed. There's a whole lot going on, but there are some things that they're doing with the story that I have, I, I, I don't like at all. And is, it, think, uh, huh? is it political or some sort no, of thing? No, I just think it's stupid. Oh, okay. That, that's, really, that's, that's really what it boils down to. Uh, I just think it's stupid. And like I said before, like I just mentioned, I'm not going to say anything on the show because it is it would be a major spoiler. But I discovered something last night. Uh, shout out to the Ace Black, uh, open forum radio uh, community member. I got on Xbox Live with him, shared something with him. He confirmed it on YouTube. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> so, so Damn, yeah, I want to see I, what it is. I, if, I'll tell you off air. Um, okay. If if I do get it, it would be like a Black Friday get, you know, where it's you know substantially reduced or at, at a at a, a price cut sometime thereafter. It's just like you know, just to experience the game. Um, but that and the fact that there's a lot of 
player maintenance stuff that I wasn't feeling when they were talking about this game. I don't, I, I, weapon degradation is like my Achilles heel in gaming. That's why I didn't get uh, the, the, the Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's why I quit playing uh, Witcher 3. I hate weapon degradation in gaming now. Yeah, I mean, I used to annoying. think that that type of stuff might have was okay, you know, years ago. But then not on top of that, you got to take a bath. Otherwise, people don't give you the missions you need or, or talk to you bad. And you got to you got to upgrade and maintain your guns because your guns will degrade over time. Now, now, granted, I don't know how much of a real effect that has in the real time gameplay, but I don't want to be in the middle of a gunfight and my my Winchester rifle just starts shooting way off to the left or the right because I didn't clean the barrel, you know, the last time I used it. That That's bunk. <laughs> I would agree. Like, seriously, that, is- that seems so silly to me. But but people, I don't know, it's like, it's like the whole survival aspect of it. And they're like putting that onto it. And I'm just like, I don't need to know that. No. I don't. And, and you know what? This stuff like that was dope when San Andreas came out. But when San Andreas came out, I was, you know, I was single. You know, I had a full time job, but I was still kind of still living at home. You know, I I don't need to mimic what I do in real life in my game life anymore. It, it, it's. You know, take you gotta buy soap, take a bath. You gotta you gotta fix your guns. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. And I'm, I'm just like, eh. And I all and I think it was a also related to uh, what I found out. I think they should have just let you make your own cowboy. I, I I you know based off the detail that they're going with this game, they should have just let you create your own character. I agree 100. percent I think that was that was a major shortcoming. Do you think maybe with this uh, multiplayer they'll allow you to create your own cowboy there? Possibly, I don't think there might be a possibility of that happening. So, I I mean I don't it, probably so, but it should have happened in the campaign because things that I found out and confirmed also with with my homie Ace Black is that it probably would have been better <laughs> if they just let you make your own dude. Because uh, uh, he had confirmed some things that I had thought because it had been so long since I played the first Red Dead. Uh, and again, I won't get into it, but um, it just would have been a better alternative to just let you make your own character based off what uh, he had confirmed for me. So I'm like, nah. <laughs> If I can find it cheap, I'll play it just to say I played it. But uh, nah, the, the the hype for Red Dead just kind of fizzled out over the past 40, 24, 48 hours or so. Yeah, cue up PE, don't believe the hype right there. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I think it's worth getting hyped. I mean, they're doing a lot with regards to the game, but... I just think they made some some decisions that I'm just not cool with uh, story-wise. Uh, but, you know, hey, for those that are playing it, that are enjoying it, hey, more power to you. I'm, I'm waiting for a substantial price cut. If uh, I, get- I, I thought you were going to maybe say due to the, the Red Dead uh, to Xbox, uh, fervor on Twitter <laughs> that went down. You know, that, that was just so... 
okay. Um, not a not a rant session, but just it's like y'all. <laughs> Can you give us a little background? Because I, you know, I know that yeah, what, yeah, uh, it, it 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 all happened. Now, from what I understand, there's been a patch that uh, Rockstar sent to PSN that uh, fixes some of the the shortcomings between the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X version. Uh, the One X runs uh, Red Dead 2 at native 4K, uh, 30 frames per second locked. And there, the PS4 Pro does an upscale. I can't remember if it upscales from 1800-something to 4K. But there's a couple of, couple of spots where in the video where they go to places of high... Uh, traffic or high activity rather in, in, in some town they run the same scene and the pro drops like one and a half maybe two frames from the 30 so you're talking 29 to 28 and then it goes right back up to 30 uh, there's a scene that they magnified I don't know two to three times where hey if you look over here this tree is a little blurry because of the checkerboarding technique that they use and it's clear on the one X and it's like, uh, some of the, some of the X bot zealots were just running around. Oh, this is, uh, you know, this, this is the, the, the difference between the pro and the one X is greater than the one S and the one X, which is a straight up lie. And I've I've just been watching uh, and and humorous and doing it with a laughing my my took us off uh, watching the watching the X bots you know uh, claiming a victory acting as if this game is a uh, a, a console exclusive of some sort. Um, the, 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 the long and the short of it is, is that the only people that really should be mad are the people that are playing on the original Xbox. Cause it looks like garbage. I mean, you don't have to scale to, to look at, to see the differences between the one to the, the, the one S or the original Xbox and the PS4 slim. Um, it's substantial, uh, cost frame rate drops. I mean, there's frame rate drops on the on the PS4 Slim, and there's some uh, some other degradation with regards to the graphics and uh, detail on both the co- the core systems. But it's really really noticeable on the One S, and the but the the <laughs> the fanboy. Uh, uh, r- r- back and forth or between the pro and the one X it's like y'all are acting like it's night and day and it's not. And from what I understand, there's been a patch that rockstar sent out to PlayStation. I don't know if that's true because I don't have the game. Haven't really been following that aspect all that close, but I mean, people are just like, Oh, I know that, uh, uh, I think what Jace, I forgot his Twitter handle, the Kratos. Yeah, yeah, that that's something else. It's like the you know, some of these people um, I've interacted with. JJ's a good dude. I mean, straight up, I'm talking about J Dub City. If you don't, if you don't, well, you can't follow him on Twitter now because uh, some low lives got his account banned. But uh, J Dub, I've been following him for a little while on Twitter, 
And that dude has done more for the gaming community as a whole than these X bots with these tens of thousands or whoever uh, YouTube subscribers ever even dreamt of doing. This cat's bought people consoles, hooked people up with games that that were going through difficult times and has asked nothing in return. He's a good dude. And some shenanigans went down with a couple other X-Bot zealots from YouTube and they got his account banned for just, you know, crap talking. You know, you know, crumb side crap talking. That was that's all it was. You know, nothing personal, nothing, uh, uh, nothing homophobic. They charged him with a homophobic um, tweet, which it wasn't. I saw the tweet. It wasn't homophobic at all. And uh, Twitter, Twitter went for the bait, and they banned his account. And it, it's just unfortunate. Now you can say that. You know, people take this type of stuff in gaming too far, but it's just, you know, it's just, it's just cats crap talking, you know, and none of it, none of it was, was hurtful or harmful in any way. But I think personally that there is some substantial jealousy for, uh, against J-Dub for, because of what he's doing. The guy doesn't even have a YouTube channel you know, in as far as, you know, like what, what the, like what the dudes that got him banned have, he, he just posts some gameplay and he, most of his interactions are on Twitter and he's just been an excellent dude, you know, giving people, giving stuff away. And it's just, you know, I don't want to go too far in depth to it. Cause you know, I, I observe the crumb side, but I'm not in it. <laughs> so I'm just looking at it from, from the outside but everything that's been that that has happened to the dude, um, you know, regarding the ban has just been totally unfair. And people fighting over consoles like like, you know, like you done insulted their grandmother, mother stole their lunch money. You know, show me on the doll where the PlayStation touched you. I mean, it's, it's just stupid. You know, video games are supposed to be fun. And uh, some people have just really taken this hobby to, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of nth degree. <laughs> so, you know, that that's that's really all I had to say about that. But oh, uh, I've had, I'm on my gone mute the whole time. But, yeah, I'm going to finish up my playlist real quick since we're still in that section. So uh, other games have been played uh, in the interim. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon on PS4. Uh, great old school 2D Castlevania homage. It reminds me of playing Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse. It's definitely worth your 10 bucks. Go buy it. I recommend it wholeheartedly. And also, still been plugging away at Dragon Quest VIII on the 3DS. Uh, still want to do that. Finish that game before I play Dragon Quest XI on my PS4. So that's pretty much all the gaming I've been up to these last two weeks. So, and Kevin, what you've been up to? What you've been playing? Um, really, I've just been playing about three games. I've been playing Destiny 2. I've been playing uh, Fist of the North Star. And I've been, believe it or not, uh, I've been playing Forza Horizon 4. And um, I, I picked it up. Um, I didn't think I was going to get the game based off my impressions of the demo. 
But um, I went on ahead and snagged it because my my Best Buy uh, deal, I mean, it's going to be running out shortly. There's going to be a time where I'm not going to be able to use it. So uh, I figure while I can, I might as well get some titles that I that, you know, and get the get that take advantage of that 20 percent uh, discount while I can. So I decided, you know what, I'll take a chance and I'll pick up Forza Horizon 4. Um I played, I played the second one, Forza Horizon Two. Didn't like it. I skipped three, um, and I, I well, I have three, but I just I quit playing it because I I found it unplayable. It was too sim like for me. But four um, is a lot better. I think it's probably the best controlling of the Forzas that I've played. I have not played Forza Horizon 1. But 4 plays like its build. You know, it plays a lot closer to the arcade than I think this series has ever done. Um, when I was fiddling around with 2 and 3, making those, making my adjustments, you know, setting the assists and doing all this and doing all that... Um, the car still controlled sim-like, which is was bizarre to me because, like, okay, I'm driving a Lamborghini on the beach. Why are you? How can you even simulate that? I mean, it's just it's bizarre. But you know, the cars just kind of controlled, you know, like they were still on on the road and had a very strong sim feel. Uh, this time around, there's a lot more play uh, with regards to how you can take turns. And, you know, I have the um, the guide, the road guide the you know, on the whole time. And uh, I've made like a couple adjustments in the default settings and it's it's very enjoyable. Um I right now I'm in the winter session of the I'm not in the 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 season proper because you have to go through all the seasons and it kind of gives you a taste of what you're going to be dealing with uh when you actually get past all of them and actually go into the season um but it it is it's a lot of fun um i haven't played online with anybody most of my uh i've i've mostly been running solo uh but you know it's cool um I guess the only thing that I don't quite understand, uh, haven't quite figured out is the tuning aspect. Like, um, you can tune your own cars, but you can also download uh, other users' tuner setups for the particular car you want to get it for. Uh, You can't edit the um, downloaded uh, tunes from other players. Uh, You can, like, duplicate it. Like if you have some cosmetic stuff that you prefer, you can duplicate the uh, what others have done. Um, but you know me, I'm I'm I you know I have no idea what my what my 
roll bar, my sway bar setting should be or my suspension setting should be. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> the last sim I played was uh, uh, Gran Turismo 2. <laughs> and that's when I got burned out on sim racers. So I don't I have no idea what to set all that stuff for. But the game graphically is pretty. It's I'm running at the performance setting. So I'm getting the the 60 frames per second. And since I'm running at 1080p, 4K is not going to do me all that much good anyway. So, uh, but it's a fun game. Um, and I'm I've joined the uh, OFR uh, car club. So if anybody is looking for a car club in Forza Horizon 4, uh, I would recommend Open Form Radio. Even though I haven't had an opportunity to play online with anybody yet, but uh, game's pretty fun. And and really, that's pretty much all I've been playing over the past couple of weeks. So, uh, with that, we hey folks, we had some feedback. Uh, we put we posted on Twitter some uh, uh, you know asking our listeners to send us questions. So we've got Vessel Line up next. So uh, Joe, why don't you go take us into that real quick? had um, some feedback online we just uh, threw out a uh, tweet just to see if uh, anyone had any questions for the show if they wanted to pick our brain to figure out as far as any uh, viewpoints any questions that they might have wanted to ask us directly on here so without further ado uh, we have good friend and a longtime listener alberco who could be reached on twitter under the handle old alberco which is old a-L-B-U-R-K-O. This question states, yeah, what games do you th- you think we'll see a price drop for Black Friday? Any recommendations? So, God of War. Mm-hmm. God of War. Mm-hmm. I'll be picking it up on Black Friday. Just FYI. It's already, it's already dipped in price already. I don't care. I want it for regular. 20 bucks. Yeah, it's it's gone down to I think thirty nine ninety nine. Yep. Uh, so Sony has been very proactive in lowering the price for a lot of their first party stuff after it's been out for a certain set amount of time. And so uh, I would definitely look at the see God of War for twenty five or even for twenty bucks. Yep. During, so I'm going to pick uh, it up. Black Friday. Uh, anything first party Sony that you're trying to look up and trying to grab. I would definitely, you know, maybe wait another three, four weeks uh, for Black Friday to roll around and grab those then. Uh, Anything like new or recent, um, it just depends as far as how well the game did on there. I know like Shadow of the Tomb Raider will probably be available for around, I say, 30 to 25, I would gather. Um, Not sure about Black Ops 4. I think Black Ops 4 should be around 30 to 35 more than likely. On that, um, I don't recall ever seeing a Call of Duty on sale during Black Friday. Or maybe I was just at the wrong retailer because well, every time I've seen it, it's always been full price. Well, the thing about Call of Duty is that this year they got out of the way. They released their game earlier than usual this year. And so because of that reason, I'm thinking we'll probably see a deeper discount you know, when that comes around as far as uh, being discounted. We'll see. I, I, you know, my guesstimate's 30, 35, maybe 40 
you know, I know it did very well. So obviously it's still out there. It's still a premium on there. Um, you know, uh, when the show goes out, Target is running a buy two, get one free sale, which not does not include Red Dead 2 and certain first party switch titles. So that's something to keep in mind on there. Um, you know, what other games do you guys think will be cheap on Black Friday? Persona. Probably everything Ubisoft. Yeah, everything Ubisoft, I agree 100%. All those Assassin's Creed games going to be nickels on the dollar. So, or pennies on the dollar for those. Uh, Odyssey should be, I would I would guesstimate, 30 35 Maybe Walmart half it for 25 possibly uh, on there. I think Persona is going to be cheap too. Persona's guy, I think, gone down retail price. I think it's forty bucks on it. You probably see it at some retailers for around, uh, I would say, 35. twenty to yeah, twenty to twenty-five. I'm maybe thinking. twenty, maybe thirty bucks. You know, yeah. I would think. But yeah, I think. But I agree. All of Ubisoft, Ubisoft stuff, they just they just blow that stuff out. I don't know how they make any money sometimes, but. <laughs> Well, it's only on sale for a certain amount of time, but you know it just depends. I say uh, the crew too, which didn't do too well. Probably see that for twenty bucks, if at that. Jeez, <laughs> so they'll probably be giving that away just for walking into the store. Here, here's a copy of Crew Two. <laughs> it sucks. That I actually <laughs> had trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually wanted to like that game, but uh, I'll probably be rebuying it later. I bought the season pass with the steel book and the whole shot. I got a good deal on it and uh, I traded it in already, but I kept the steel book. So once it gets cheaper, I'll probably pick it up so that the steel book doesn't feel lonely with no disc inside of it. Just the collector side of me coming out, you know, worrying about my omnipotent steel book on there. Uh, Another thing that was, uh, mentioned by sony this last week is that they're putting a more greatest hits titles out you know those are the titles that come out for 20 bucks on there and i i kind of raised my eyebrow a bit because included in the greatest hits you know i got stuff like nathan drake collection you know the uncharted nathan drake collection uh other games you know noted like you know injustice uh you know whatnot but uh a, a couple of games near and dear to our hearts are on there. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends with all the DLC is included in the PlayStation Greatest Hits for 20 bucks. So I'm, you know, they're trying to throw some shine on some Japanese PS uh, PlayStation exclusives on that. And then our other true blue friend, I, I talk like games have their own omnipotency <laughs> as far as <laughs> existing uh, but EDF 4.1 is in the great PlayStation's greatest hits line. So you're going to see uh, greatest hits copies of EDF 4.1 floating out, hopefully to retailers like Target, <laughs> Walmart, where EDF 4.1 never even entered those <laughs> halls previously. So, so I, I think, it, think it's kind of cool that they are throwing some shine on some older games uh, that they feel should get some uh, more attention on there. So I just love the fact that it is considered as being a PlayStation's greatest hits on there. And they, you know, they're going to have to reprint that game with the, you know, prerequisite red case on there. So 
So definitely if, if you are listening to this and you've never bought EDF 4.1, granted EDF 5 is coming out in December, but uh, you know, I know Jason, uh, Sergeant Fire, mentioned the fact that since he uh, uh, had a hard drive mishap that he had to uh, basically start the game fresh on there. So um, let us know, you know, tweet at us, and we'd be more than glad to fire EDF 4.1 up again if need be. So. But any other Black Friday deals you guys are looking for or angling anything on the Xbox side, maybe? <laughs> oh, oh, you were serious. Oh, um, <laughs> oh God. Uh, well, you know, I know you're probably looking for live and, and for Games Pass. So <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like they don't have to put anything on Super Black Friday because you can just play live now. Remember? You mean Games Pass? You mean? Eh, whatever. Whatever they have. Yeah. You can just play any of that stuff. Just get it there. You're like, hey, everybody, that's what you get. Um, I don't know. I really, honestly, do not know uh, what what game could possibly be on sale uh, for Xbox. I just, I just have no idea. Um, well, Sea of Thieves, probably. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking maybe Sea of Thieves. Maybe uh, what well, Ubisoft is cross platform, so that'll be all of those games. Um, yeah. I really don't know. Yeah, anything for Switch, you guys? I think uh, you know Nintendo. That's sad because I don't think Nintendo's going to put much of anything on sale. Mm, they the last few months they have pushed through some sales. Uh, some of the first party Nintendo stuff have been on sale for right around like thirty nine ninety nine for spots forty four ninety nine. So you'll probably see the same thing kind of around Black Friday where they'll give that discount. And I'm talking stuff like you know Breath of the Wild, uh, Mario Super Mario Odyssey, um, Splatoon two on there. Obviously, I think Wabbits. Yeah, that game went on sale. That's a Ubisoft game. It's third party, so they put that thing on sale for thirty bucks a few times on there. So yeah, I play that game. You know, but if you're looking for Nintendo first party stuff, I would dimes the dollars see that they're gonna maybe lower some prices at least Black Friday to stay competitive out there, especially since they have a, a, a horse in the race this generation at least on it you know i don't know if you're going to see stuff like you know monster hunter generations ultimate or xenoblade chronicles 2 on sale but i think if they do put those games on sale they might uh, you know give more attention towards those franchises for sure so but you know nothing that's you know obviously you're not going to see smash brothers or anything because it's not even going to be out by the time black friday rolls around so on that so um and also we did have an um listener tweet from our good friend uh, Jason Gilberson. Uh, you could be reached on Twitter under the handle at J A Y O N uh, G I L T A C. And he's also known as Surgeon Fire. Um, he's appeared on Everyday Gamers as a guest host uh, t- at times. But uh, his question is if you had to choose one of the Avengers to make a game about, which one would you choose? Spider Man! So, <laughs> Besides Spider-Man, I'm going to throw a caveat out there. So I mean, he is an Avenger, so yeah. you can say what you will, but he is an Avenger, so he does count. Um, oh. I already have my I already have my thoughts. What do you think, Kev? What what who do you think? Um I see I don't really know that much about the MVU. I haven't read a comic book in like almost 25 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all I know is some of the movies that I've seen. So I'll just say 
either Black Panther or Hulk. Okay. I don't know if they're technically in the Avengers or not, but I'll, I'll say those two. They are. Um, Hulk, I, I, man, one of my favorite games from what did he? What did it came out two generations ago? Yes, was Hulk Ultimate Destruction. That game was fantastic. Uh, it's like I don't know why, you know, that has not been duplicated with Hulk game. I mean, there I think there, there I think there was a Hulk game that came out with one of the movies that that tried yeah. to duplicate it, but it was horrible. Yeah, but it was Ultimate a- Destruction was so good. That was um, what was that Visceral Studios that did that. Uh, visceral, yeah. Universal uh, Visceral brought it out, I believe. Okay. I'm trying to remember the studio. I think the studio. I think also did Prototype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, with, and a Prototype, I absolutely adored. Second one, not so much as the first one, but I think they were pro, both pretty good. Yeah, it's Radical Entertainment. Radical, Radical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was this a '90s? Very good game. This is a '90s based. <laughs> radical dude. Yeah, the, the the Hulk game you're referring to, Kevin, was the Sega got a deal with Marvel, and then they just crapped out a bunch of mediocre or bad games during the 360 PS3 era, uh, including a couple Iron Man games, a Hulk game on there, and uh, they just really dropped the ball. They shouldn't have. Uh, they should have tried harder, unfortunately. So, and much so that you know we haven't seen a lot of good Marvel games uh, besides you know stuff like you know Ultimate uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, you know, and Activision. that was a great game. Don't yeah, that, that game, was a y'all. great game. I played I played yeah. both of them, and I bought them for the for the next gen consoles when they when they were um, when they were re released. So I still play those games. Those games are really good. And a lot of people yeah. poo pooed it, but I really enjoyed Web of Shadows. Yeah, that was a good game too. I really like Web of Shadows. Uh, I thought it was very good. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it, but uh, Activision did okay with the Spider-Man it. license. I think so. Yeah. They did okay, but they were fine. Yeah, uh, my picks as far as any Avengers, I would probably want to see some unheralded ones. You know, to get their own little focus. You know, um, I would say Hawkeye would be a really good game if they featured a uh, game. With Hawkeye, of course, and, and Vision and Scarlet Witch as well. And come to think of it, too, Ant-Man and Wasp would be an interesting um, gameplay aspect because of the fact of, you know, obviously, uh, you know, running through super small and then getting super big at the same time. I think that would lend itself well to a gameplay aspect, too. So, uh, Iron Man. I think yeah. Iron Man would be amazing just for the ability to upgrade tech. And to um, change it up, uh, change up your suits and upgrade your suits. I could see that being, and like the verticality of it. Uh, could you imagine like an anthem type of thing? But you are, but your your you, instead of your javelins, you have your 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 Iron Man suits or your your well, the, like the Mark One and the Mark Two and all and all the di- various different Iron Man armors, and you have different armors that you equip and you can upgrade. Um, as Tony Stark, I think that would be fantastic. Um, and I really hope because remember, Tony uh, Iron Man was the one that started it all off. So, so I think he is an Avenger that is due to have his own his own game, and I think. Um, there's a lot to be said and to be done uh, with that. I think the problem that's that that um, so, so I think the problem that a lot of these properties have 
um, for 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 gaming is it's really hard to to uh, make a villain or or in my opinion make a villain or a narrative that it's going to be interesting and spider-man was interesting because of its mythos and it was interesting because of two two things actually in my opinion it's mythos and it's gameplay you know they were really able because i i like literally like that whole game was just one of the one of the one of the best gaming experiences i've had you know and i was able, it was able to literally transcend two things my love of comic books and my love of, of video games and i think it just married the two very 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 well but I think that's just because it was the strength of Spider-Man's mythos and able to do that. And you were able to have uh, villains that were that, that, that were recognizable and really just showcase, be able to showcase. And I think a lot of the people, the other Avengers, just don't have that. I think the one exception would be Thor. But if you play a Thor game, you know, you, you're, you're kind of playing God of War, <laughs> you know, in the <laughs> fantasy aspect. So I think you'd be kind of a hard sell for a Thor game because people would, just, would compare it to, to God of War. But that's why I think if you were to do a hardcore Iron Man game, you would have to cultivate a villain, you know, because some of the villains like what what's the villain you think about when you think of Iron Man? I don't think of anything. I, that's what I was trying to I think of myself. You so know, so. It would wasn't be, there wasn't there some so the Mandarin? Exactly. It would be the Mandarin yeah. and the Mandarin is hella racist. So you have to <laughs> so you would have to change up. Number one, the, the Mandarin the Mandarin can be considered hella racist. So you'd have to think about how you're going to update this character uh, to to uh, how you're going to upgrade this character, you know, f- from its original, you know, um, its original um, iteration. Uh, and mind you, uh, he, he has Zen been changed. From, <laughs> team him up with Doctor Zen from. Uh, what was that? Oh my gosh! Uh, Johnny Quest. Yeah, no. Doctor Zen. Mm. So you have double the racism. But but I don't know. But but I would think if you were able to, and I think they have tried to overhaul the character. But he's he has not been the problem with it. He has not been in the comics in a very long time, and the the reputation the, the and the representation they had in the movie of the Mandarin was just terrible. It was so bad. It was so so bad. So so and there's nothing that you can glean from the movies in in order to put into a comic book. You're not they're not going to make extremists into. I mean they could, but no one really knows who that character was. That's from the third one, which was uh, Guy Pierce's character. Like no one really thinks about that. And the first one was was the um oh my god I can't remember the name of it now um which was Jeff Bridges's character. And it's just like these are all these are all like throwaway characters. So so the one that really picks up is what Kevin said, and that's the Mandarin. But you really have to. You'd really have to um, upgrade his character or that character and make him a, a a really strong baddie in order to make Iron Man work. I think I, there, there's tons of Avengers that, that they could make games about. I mean, I think a Daredevil game would be great, um, or an, or 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 a Defenders game based on the the Netflix shows would be great. A really kind of like street level gritty game in which you in which you you play as the defenders you play as luke cage you play as iron fist you play as these people as you're taking down you know uh one of the villains of the the street level villains you know like the the owl and you can you can and you can increase that you know because i really believe that 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 whoever has the rights to 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 the marvel video games is really they are they are not utilizing it to the fullest 
because we well, should have had Iron Man game a long time ago. Um, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix have the Avengers license. They are working on a game right now, which probably will not come out until the next generation consoles come out, more than likely. Uh, if if so, on there, but it's it's in development right now. In fact, well, they need uh, to they need to <laughs> rush it in. You know, I I don't I don't ever want to I, I don't want them to do like you know Rockstar Red Dead Redemption and you know working their people like hundred hours a week to get the to get the games out. But come on now, I think they can. Like we're 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 missing we're missing out. I want like I yeah, want I another video game comic book property to come out. Like I I think we we have the technology we have the ability. I think I think we can have a really good Iron Man game. You know, a really good Iron Man game, and for whoever has the X Men, you know, stuff, they don't seem to they're they they don't seem to mind putting out, you know, um, what that Deadpool, you know, game, which was fun, but a little too yeah, you can take that game seriously, which is unfortunate. So, yeah, Activision, I don't think has a lot of um, uh, cachet in the Marvel thing anymore and so i think it's an open book as far as who has the licenses since disney has acquired uh the properties now so it's just going to be a property by property basis that they're going to try to figure out as far as uh who's going to put out what you know know, obviously sony approached marvel for spider-man to get that done and that was a sterling success so i can imagine to see if microsoft maybe picks up on one of the other avengers maybe captain america or iron man you know where they could do a first party game on there it just depends if microsoft uh, gets their first party uh, studios going a little bit more you know they've been kind of stunted as of late so i, I mean you know, we'll have to see. Hopefully, whoever picks up the license will do uh, a good job. I know there's rumors right now of a Marvel versus Capcom four kind of uh, working its way. So, I mean, for people be, who love those games, that's great. But I just do not like the fighters. You know, just uh, like I, I want something more in the vein of Spider Man. And I and I was thinking, like, uh, like just just it's so I feel I feel it would be so easy to make a game for Iron Man because. Because the thing about the thing about games that I like personally is I like the progression in which you see your character grow and change. Okay, um, and and I like that because when you play a game like Spider Man, you know, or when you play a game like Batman, because they all seem to be sort of pseudo based after uh, a lot of them based on the Batman Arkham series, which is fine, great games. But the thing about that is, which which I found unbelievable although i love those games was why would batman need to find stuff in the wild in order to upgrade his gear batman would already have that fucking gear like he just he just would already have it (laughs) you know but that's what i liked about spider-man spider-man was able in that game he was able to work with dr octavius um and and really just kind of create stuff and 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 create more gadgets and he grew if you felt like you he, he grew as a character and i think that's what will be great about a, a tony stark because tony stark the man is a genius and you would and you would be able to use his his genius to invent new armors in order to fight and or um combat these new threats so there's there in that game there's already there's already a progression system or a game loop in that. You know, you, you come, you you have your Iron Man suit, your Mark One, and then you know you 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 have to go back to the drawing board and add more stuff to it. So so it 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 already in the nature of the gameplay, you could add add um 
chase chase type of items that people can go and look for and increase the armor and change the armor and then and then you you'd have to make a stealth suit because you know you have to go do this or you have to make a, a hulk buster because you have to go do this you know i, I think like natural progression in a story that engages a player is is phenomenal and i just don't think a lot of games do that um you know and, and i wish and i wish that they did you know that's that's one of the things you know i i just wish that they would do that and then and then build upon that on a on a secondary on a secondary game you know or, or a third game or whatever you know so if you're listening out there and you and and you need someone to help you make your iron man game i'm you know let me know come in <laughs> shoot me shoot me a uh, a, a text or, or not text a uh, tweet or something and let us know and and we're going to put this out to you to, to all of you out there listening um what do you, out of our two questions that were asked already what do you think games are you hoping to see or you think will be on a uh, black friday you know and what avengers do you think they should have a game about um you know, the, again, this is an interactive show. Please respond. You know, send us uh, tweets. Tweet out at us uh, at um, at Gaming Vessels. Um, let us know what you think about these questions. You know, uh, we're, we're we're very active on social media, so so let us know what you think as well. Well, all right then. So shout out to Jason and Alberco for the feedback, for the the online Twitter feedback. Thank you so much for uh, bringing on that uh, discussion that we just had. So now it's time for us to move on to our newsy news section. So uh, Trader Joe, why don't you take take it away with that, friend? All right, thanks, Kevin. I uh, got some news nuggets for you guys out there. Um, first thing that I want to mention, ca- kind of caught my eye, hot off the presses, is that uh, Near Automata's 2B is going to be coming to Soul Calibur 6 on there. So, a, a recent trailer from Bandai Namco Entertainment has revealed that 2B from Near Automata is coming to Soul Calibur 6. This is not a fan made create- character creation, not like the. <laughs> numerous uh character uh the characters that are out there on there uh this is an actual um supported uh dlc character for soul caliber six so she's going to be carrying uh her moveset on there including her interchangeable swords or her unique dash and dodge as well as combo extensions from her pod on there so um basically she also has a uh stage as well, a stage is very reminiscent of the early area of the game in Near Automata, and it features background music for a per- perfect pairing on there. So, and also, if you do pick up the DLC, you'll have an alternate costume uh, for a more dressed down look on there. So, any thoughts from you guys? I mean, I picked up Soul Calibur 6, and I will be firing it up soon on there i've been chomping at the bit to kind of get into the game a little bit more on there any excitement to be being added to the character roster i think that's really cool i can't wait to play at your house joe (laughs) you want more desmond (laughs) stop that running joke it's not funny no more (laughs) yeah it's funny to me (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll be picking it up at some uh, some point. I think I'm I'm just gonna hold I'm holding out till Black Friday for my remaining game purchases. I think. 
Gotcha. Let us know out there too, guys, if you're interested or if, if you already picked up the game because, uh, you know, I, I am waiting to get into it. I know I, it's staring me right now. In fact, you know, it's, it's it's speaking to me. I think it's telling me things like... Yes, it's talking to me right now. So wait a minute, your nice. your your thing talks to you. Uh, I bought the uh, collector's edition with the <laughs> with the steel book with the uh, button that you could do little sound clips. So <laughs> yes, that's right. The legend will never die. <laughs> that's so. awesome. Okay, you get you get points for that one, buddy. <laughs> that's All <right>. cool. <laughs> All right. And in other news stories caught my eye, I'm interested in talking with you guys about here. Uh, uh, kind of a forgotten game came out earlier this year, but Dynasty Warriors 9 has now gotten patched to allow local co-op on there as long as with online play as well as far as doing co-op play in that game on there. Uh, Tecmo Koei is also bringing out a trial version of Dynasty Warriors 9 uh, that you'll be able to play co-op with those that own the full game just in case if you haven't purchased the game if you want to check that out on there. Um, the co-op in the trial version of Dynasty Warriors 9 will not be available until November 1st on PC, on Steam, and then November 7th for all console versions as well. As well, they're going to bring out a second season pass for the game uh, that will include 16 costumes, 6 weapons, 4 scenarios, and 4 scenario costumes on there. Um, on there. And what they talked about in the game as far as why they were adding it, they wanted to add it from the start. Uh, but it was a point that... Um, they wanted to um, be able to go ahead and uh, add it now on there. They weren't able to, you know, add the features when the game was initially uh, released on there. So um, they have now optimized the game from its release. Um, in the past update, the PlayStation 4 Pro, the single-player mode, runs at a stable 60 frames a second and a, at a 30 frames per second in split-screen split, split co-op mode on there and as far as for online co-op the game will adapt to the player with the lowest frames per second so like say if i was playing with you desmond online it would allow for like a 30 frame a second since you only have a regular playstation 4 on that so um online co-op will allow you to play either with friends or with random players by doing matchmaking each player gets their own separate item drops uh, playstation plus membership is required to play online um no cross play on this yet on there uh they haven't said this as far as if Xbox One players and PlayStation 4 players can play together. I'm not assuming that at all. So Probably not. On there. But as far as the demo I mentioned previously, they mentioned the fact that it's kind of going to be similar to what like Dead or Alive 5 was on there. Um, that it's going to have the full version of the game and it'll allow you to play the, about four hours of the game on there. And they'll also sell character scenarios uh, from the trial version, uh, I know the Japanese version says it's going to cost between 200 and 400 yen on there. And obviously, they say it'll be cheaper just to buy the full game than buying each character scenario separately on there. It just kind of looks like they're looking for additional money as far as from this demo version that they're bringing out. So, any interest in this game, you guys? I know I kind of overlooked Dynasty Warriors 9 myself when it came out, but you know, I, I, lo- I love me some Muso. so... Wasn't that the game that really wasn't that... really wasn't done... It really wasn't done well? Didn't it get really crappy reviews? It did, and it got patched up quite a bit on there. How so. is it now? 
Because I completely some, once it once once it got raked over the coals, I was like, okay, I'm done. So like I've I honestly have not kept up with that game um once it was kind of thrown to the wolves. So I have no idea like what it if it's even if it's even worth all that now. You know? Well, that's that's what you might want to do is check out the demo and see if it is worth your time. But obviously, um, with special with Warriors of Retro Four just coming out, whether this is going to be on your radar or not, you know, it's just it remains to be seen. You know, on it. You know, I know I've been meaning to play it. I know that they talked about the uh, open world adding an extra aspect to the game. I don't know if you have an opinion on this, Kevin. Either way, um, I. My interest drained for for nine when I saw some post release gameplay during the reviews on YouTube. It just it just didn't look all that fun. Um, so I don't know. I I almost picked up Orochi four yesterday. I was real close to picking both that and Soul Calibur six up yesterday, but. Uh, I'm I'm trying to hold off, <laughs> wait to see what happens for Black Friday because I got a trip coming up. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if a patch like if you know adding co-op. I really don't know if if it's going to be enough to really make me want to come back and even look at the demo. It's just what I saw was really just it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Uh, frame rate drops and uh, just like some some real collision detection problems is, is what I saw a lot of and it's just I don't know if it was that engine couldn't handle an open world or or what exactly but uh, it was more like they probably needed to get the game out before the fiscal year ended probably is what yeah. happened so so rushed yeah see you rush a game and make it crappy you know i'm really really reluctant to give you a second chance that's just me though no i agree like that's that's sound advice well if you are looking for it and you're interested if you want to check out the demo or actually like the game afterwards uh uh, my recommendation is to look for like you know places like GameStop obviously are not going to charge um, as much as the normal retail price. But if you look around, uh, like I know GameFly has uh, Dynasty Warriors Nine uh, on sale, used copy at least around like uh, seventeen ninety nine on there. So if you are interested, that might be something where you know, especially if you're trying to game on the cheap on there uh just take a look at it and definitely check out the demo as well so yeah and this is coming at a time where there are some some heavy hitters on the market or coming shortly to the market this it just it just seems so lost in the shuffle at this point i don't know know. hope they hope they were able to make clean some stuff up but should have released well, a good game to begin with. <laughs> you know it. No, I definitely feel it, man. Because yeah, the that specific community didn't exactly enjoy that game upon release. I don't know if they're enjoying it now or not. But we'll have to take a look. I'm gonna have to give the game again because I do own it, of course. So, mm. so, so I'll have to give it a shot. And I got plenty of other things on my plate though as well, but. Uh, other things this week uh, came out. Um, Dual Shockers put an interview with uh, producer 
of Earth Defense Force 5 and Earth Defense Force uh, Iron Rain on there. They spoke with uh, Nobuyuki uh, Okajima on there to ask him a few questions about it. He explained that the EDF-5 took quite a bit of time to be released in the West. They wanted to make sure that they had English voiceovers in the game on there. They said that just simply releasing the game in Japanese with subtitles was considered as an option, but they, they really wanted to include the English voices because I think they brought out the full experience in their native language on there. And then, yeah, I think from us playing EDF in the past, as far as in the prior series, that I think that you know the English dub is like lovely. Now, what do you guys think? It is. It, it, it's it's hilariously campy. Not bad. <laughs> okay. Well, and also, too, they talked about EDF Iron Rain on there. Um, that uh, basically the upcoming title has been specifically created, created to cater to a Western audience on there. It has more advanced graphics. And while the story's been written to be interesting, it has no strong connection with any of the numbered EDF games on there. So the uh, game, for instance, in Iron Rain, is going to be set in Western countries with locations similar to Western users like San Francisco and Los Angeles. Uh, gameplay is also designed to be more familiar to players used to uh, Western third-person shooters on there. Uh, they're trying to introduce a little bit more familiarity for Western audiences on there. So they're trying to make a game that be both appealing to the longtime fans of the series and also completely new ones that might be jumping into the series for the first time on there. Now, whether they will reach that, we'll have to see on there. They actually stated... They asked them a question about it being so campy and crazy and that they don't intentionally cr- try to create comedic elements in the games in question, even with Iron Rain, and that uh, it just kind of intentionally comes out with the subject matter that they're doing. I mean, come on, on it's giant bugs and I weird know. frogs and stuff. So, I mean, I mean, come on. And that kind of that scares me. When you start talking about, well, we're looking to – you know, make this more palatable to the West or to this section and that section. Um, my my spidey sense goes off because that sounds like you're trying to take the thing that made the series the series and change it. Mm, agreed. And sometimes that that can be done. You know, with unbelievable results. You know i.e. God of War, and sometimes that can be give, done with horrible results, i.e. Ninja Gaiden 3. Mm. So, you know, I hope that they don't stray too far from what makes EDF fun and makes EDF EDF with these, you know, appealing to the West. That that just, it's just like, I hear that and it's like, oh, here we go. Well, they said too in the interview that there were, he's working with the younger team that's developing Iron Rain. It's being developed by Ukes, uh, which is the same like company that brings out the WWE games, and they brought out like other games in the past. Uh, they're they're an old developer, but the team that must be working with uh, from Ukes might be a younger team. But he's saying that uh, that they're still wanting uh, to have the same quote unquote fundamental taste of previous games from the franchise as far as mm-hmm. with Iron Rain. Heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> Heard it before, but you know, ED, I'm I'm still gonna buy them anyway. But yeah, that that's just like, ugh. 
they also stated too that in the interview that uh, D3 is going to have releases in the West closer to the Japanese launch dates going forward too. On uh, that, in fact, the uh, Tokyo Game Show that just passed, uh, they had Iron Rain playable in English as well as Japanese available nice. there. So, so yeah, they're definitely looking at. Uh, working on the dub and getting uh, the Western version ready at the same time that the English version comes out. And he was asked during the interview, too, as well as far as development of EDF 6, and he just smiled and mentioned that it's a secret. So, you know, whether. Awesome. <laughs> so, as far as EDF 5, though, it's finally coming out December 11th. Um, I have been looking through the, the combs of the internet, but uh, I don't think a physical version is coming out either in U.S. or in European territory. So, if you do want it in the English language, you're going to have to um, deal with a PSN download on PlayStation or on Steam. On their fact, no, it's, I think it's just coming out for a PS4 uh, right now. There's no Steam version announced as of yet, but uh, it's it's very popular on PC. So I would definitely think that EDF5 will kind of rear its head at some point on that platform. So. All right, sorry guys. I'll take a second mute there. Give me a second. I know Meowth has been crying like a son of a bitch. No, Have you been able to hear him? I haven't gotcha. heard him. All right. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Also, other game I wanted to kind of mention. I meant to, meant to mention this last show, but there is a game being developed by Square Enix that was announced at E3 uh, that they have finally announced a release date for. Uh, this is a game called Left Alive. Do you guys remember that being kind of unveiled during E3 this past year? No. Mm, doesn't sound familiar. No. Okay. Well, well, here I am to kind of bring you up to speed as far as what's going on with this thing on there. Um, Left Alive is a Japanese game being developed by Square Enix. It's being done by a specific team on there. Um, some of the team members, especially the director of the game, is uh, an ex from software employees, you know, uh, that have previously developed like uh, Armored Core on there. They're also working with the character designer uh, from Metal Gear Solid, but basically. Basically, this is a stealth slash mecha action game based in the front mission universe on there. So, oh yeah, yes, I have. I remember that they showed a, a little bit of a, a little bit of it, and it was this weird kind of like you saw like um, like a mech walking by or something. I remember. Yes, I remember what you're talking about. They showed yeah, so. a they showed a clip of it. Yeah, uh, they're going to be releasing it. The release date on the game is March the 5th. On there, there is going to be a collector's edition available at the Square Enix store uh, for a hot $159.99 on there. Um, but basically, the game is a, a based in the Front Mission universe, which is a noted mecha, like, uh, you know, uh, RPG strategy type game. You know, you're moving mechs on grids and so on and so forth, but uh, this is definitely going to be an action game. There's definitely some um, stealth elements to it, but you're able to go in and out of, of mechs too, and, and there's a certain mech combat that you could participate in between the um, protagonists and the enemies in the game on there as well. So I just uh, wanted to kind of make a mention of it to you guys and also you to our listeners because uh, um, I'm definitely interested. I think this game has not gotten as much focus or you know as far as awareness out there especially since i asked you to you weren't even aware of the its existence on there I was so aware of it i shouldn't did think it. just don't oh i know you silly 
I'm just saying, I just want to focus more on the game. So we'll definitely be, I'm definitely interested in it. Hopefully you guys get interested in too as well on there. Um, they did mention the fact that it is based in front mission, but uh, that uh, they're looking at possibly, you know, maybe doing another game in the front mission series as well after this game is released on there. So, and, and they, they basically said the game is complete. They're working on getting it balanced a little bit. It is a purely single-player game, too. There's no multiplayer whatsoever in this game on there, which might make some people out there pretty happy on there. So, on that. So, so just keep a, keep an attention. We'll talk more about the game as it gets um, approaches its release date next year on that. Now, next news story I kind of threw in the outline because we wanted to talk about it a little bit because I know it will bring some memories near and dear to uh, one of our host heart um at the um portland retro gaming expo uh happened a couple weekends ago uh the intellivision amico was unveiled by tommy tallarico which is the president of intellivision itself um the trailer shown highlighted several parts of the console hardware its games and it's also its online functionality on there um they stated that uh several intellivision amico uh, facts during the presentation. Uh, they said that the price range for the console is going to be from 149 to 179. Um, it will only feature 2D only remastered in television, Atari, and the Magic games, as well as some new titles. And that there will be a downloadable app that one could use in place of a controller. You, know, you could also visit the game's website for more in depth hardware specifics and what to expect. Um, they mentioned the fact that no game can be rated over E10 plus on there. They're focusing on games for younger audiences with this particular console on there. And they're also making sure that there is no DLC available for any of the games that have been announced or games that will be out on the console on there. Um, they stated that the system will not be out until October 10th, 2020, which is two years from now. It's kind of a long view release date on this thing, but uh, I'm going to kind of kick this over to you, Kevin, since you are the Intellivision enthusiast among us three about your feelings about this announcement. I will be first in line either at somebody's brick and mortar store or first in line in the in in the cart at the cart on Amazon to pick this up. Um, I'm in, a, the, in television was my introduction to home video gaming, and it it I just fell in love with it. And uh, I have been hearing rumors about uh, – I, I had heard that Tommy Tellerico had purchased the rights to Intellivision like some time ago. And I had also heard that they were trying to bring a retro – an Intellivision retro console to market that would also play your original uh, cartridges, which I still have all my games. Uh, I got all the cartridges in the boxes with all my original overlays. Uh, I'm really proud of myself for that. But um, yeah, this this sounds uh, like so much. This, this is this is where I, this is where for sure I will I will have this console. <laughs> I you know I hope that they can actually bring this to market. Um, I had read another article. They've got some former Nintendo executives on board as part of the team uh, bringing this console to market. They have uh, the 
a woman who had worked for PR for Nintendo uh, back in the 90s. They've got uh, a software engineer that worked for Nintendo of America. I think what was his name? Scott. Scott Sumura. Uh, he'd been well. No, he's Scott Samora was PR at Nintendo, and they have another person who was uh, who had worked as a both uh, at Capcom and Nint- Capcom and Nintendo of America in the software engineering department. That individual is also uh, on on the team, and the, the, the names escape me. I'm here. I'm terrible with names, but. If they can bring this console to market um, for old dudes like me, it, it's it's a day one buy. And uh, yeah, the price seems a little high, one fifty to one seventy nine. I'll I'll pay it. I mean, in television, it's just that big of a deal for me that I'll pay it, and <laughs> it just doesn't uh, matter. I didn't bother looking at the list of games, but the list of games is kind of impressive to take a look. I mean, uh, I wasn't aware of uh, other games that they announced, so they got stuff like uh, Joe and Mac, Bad Dudes, uh, Super Burger Time, Moon Patrol, uh, R-Type. They also got like a Magic Games, which was mentioned, which was a quite noted uh, developer back in the 8-bit era. um, uh, 4-bit. 4-bit, 2-bit, 1-bit. I mean, mean, um, by the way, Magic used to be the company, man. I have a ton of Magic Games for Intellivision. That was, man, those guys were like... They worked magic with those systems, you know. I magic, I guess you could say. There, they were all that, and the that the history of that company is interesting. They were started by all ex Activision guys, um, and they came. Some Activision had ticked some people off. I think it was in regards to the whole issue of not uh, having the creators' names as a, as a part of the game. I want to say that had something to do with it, but I can't. I can't remember for sure. But there's a real interesting YouTube video that I watched some time ago about the founding of a Magic, and their games are absolutely amazing. Dracula, Ice Trek, Demon Attack, Atlantis, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, the things that they were able to do both on the 2600 and the Intellivision. Uh, graphically, gameplay-wise, is just absolutely amazing. Excuse me. Um, So I'm absolutely thrilled that they're going to be getting some uh, Magic titles onto this system. So if they can can stick to their business plan for what they want to do with this thing... I will be there day one, and I will pay whatever amount of money they're going to ask for it. Because, um, you know, I saw that, and and all of a sudden it's 1981, and I'm in the family room at my parents' house with my dad in his favorite beanbag chair, and my mom sitting on the on an ottoman, and we're playing sharp shot. And we're playing Sea Battle and we're playing B-17 Bomber. It's some of the most fun that I had uh, with my family 
uh, was around the Intellivision console. So, yeah, I'm all in on this one. Any thoughts, Desmond, or something to check out at my house? At your house or Kevin's house. (laughs) I'm kind of, I hope the controllers are a little bit uh, more in line with current ergonomics. I know the Intellivision controller was never my favorite, so. Oh, it, oh, it, it was it was designed by by a, a, a hand sadist. I mean, <laughs> the those into that Intellivision controller, without a doubt, was some of the worst ergonomically designed console controllers I've I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, that disc was okay, but that telephone, that old school telephone controller with the action, the two action buttons on the left and right hand side was pain. I can remember playing Astro Smash and my thumbs would just have these welts and and pussy blisters because I was spending so much time playing that game and jabbing on the action button to get the to get the uh the auto uh shooting enabled. Yeah, it, they were torture devices. <laughs> but Oh, memories. Know. Yes. I remember Atari's 5200 with the floaty joystick. Worst oh. controller ever. Probably worse than in televisions. So. Well, see, the disc was very precise. I will give it that. It's 16 direction, it was 16 directional. Uh, and the disc was precise. But, yeah, you will rub your, th- your thumb raw uh, <laughs> trying to uh, giggity giggity uh, trying to do the, the trying to do certain things and like playing uh, auto uh, auto racing, for example. Uh, I had figured out a way to take, uh, there was this one course that had this hairpin turn and uh, I had figured out a way to, without losing speed, take the turn precisely without losing speed. So I was always beating my dad whenever we played that game together because <laughs> I had figured out a way to do it and Oh man! But by the time you know a few rounds of auto racing on that disc, because you had to rub the outer the outer contour of that circle. There was a couple of times where where my I was pushing down on the controller so hard that my my thumb bled a little bit right underneath the nail. You know that really sensitive area right underneath the quick. And yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, I'll be back for more pain <laughs> when this console comes out. <laughs> of course. All right. And on that note, that's all the news I have this week, guys. Well, all right. Thank you so much for that, Joe. And um, with the conclusion of that article, it's going to bring our this episode of Gaming Vessels to a close. Contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. All three of us are on the primary console uh, networks. My PSN is Shonuff, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number seven on PlayStation Network. Des can be reached at Nemotigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Trader Joe can be reached at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On the Xbox, I am Shonuff071, spelled the same way. 
Uh, Dez is, can be reached at Nemo Tigger. You're Nemo Tigger on Xbox? That is correct. Okay. Nemo Tigger. And Joe can be reached at Mr. Fongul, M-R-F-O-N-G-U-L, on the Xbox. Um, we'll see. We'll see how our, how our Steam accounts go with how that Joe's got a gaming computer. Uh, but um, yeah. <laughs> on Twitter... You can you can hit us up on Twitter. I am at Shonuff seventy one. Joe is at is Mr. Fongul. Uh, no, it's at uh, Joe Fongul. At J-O-E. Joe Fongul. Sorry. Yes, that's all right. At J O E F O N G U L. And Des can be found at the Nemo six T H E N E M O the number six. So, folks, thank you for rocking with us for this episode of Gaming Vessels. We will be back at you next time. Till then, I am Shonuff71. He is Des, the Bay Area Terror. And that is Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. We'll be back next time. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) 